Is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Praise is who I
standing for the word of God. Psalm 119 and verse 92. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Say that to the Lord. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I want to talk today about living through affliction. Anybody living through affliction today? Take your seats, please. The strength of a person is not revealed by how they react and how they function when conditions are ideal. The strength of a person is not ascertained when the demands are low. A person's ability to survive and succeed are not determined by how that person deals with normal, everyday living. Even the term survive implies that one has confronted something that may well have taken him or her out, but they outlasted it and kept on living. Has anybody in the house ever faced something that almost took you out? Almost blew you away? Strength and ability are not manifested or even developed when the burden is light and conditions are quiet. But strength and ability are manifested when the burden is heavy and when conditions are complicated and when there is adversity all around. You can't become a great athlete or a great sea captain sitting in an easy chair in front of the television. There's not much of anything you can become sitting in an easy chair in front of the television. There's not too much of anything that you can become. But a great athlete is revealed only after the most difficult of opponents and contests have been endured and conquered. A great sea captain is revealed only after he has successfully stood at his command through many violent storms and many aggressive attacks. In most areas of life, it's best to prepare for the worst. Earthquakes come only occasionally, but you need to build a house that will withstand the earthquake when it does come. If you stay in an area where forest fires are frequent, buy a roof that's fire resistant. There won't be a fire every day, but if a fire occurs, you'd better have a better chance. You have a better chance of surviving and enduring. Save your money, as they say, for a rainy day. Every day won't be rainy. But sooner or later, there'll be a rainy day. You'll be prepared.
to deal with it. If you're able and prepared to deal with men on horses, then men on foot would be much easier for you to deal with. But as the Bible says, if you can't contend with men on horses, on foot, you certainly won't be able to contend with them when they're riding on horses. A person who builds up his body, like me. Don't get jealous. A person who pushes beyond the normal limits. A person who develops the ability to run four or five miles and to lift a heavy weight repeatedly many times. That person deals with the everyday normal physical routine with much less difficulty than the person who develops just enough strength to get by day by day. You would do well to prepare for the unexpected. You would do well to prepare for the difficult. If you expect to last, if you expect to survive, you should be ready to deal with periods of diminishing returns, periods of drought, periods of scarcity, periods of trouble, periods of distress and affliction. You've got to be ready to deal with the fact that you might occasionally get sick. You may have to go through a time of trial and, and difficulty. Got to be ready to deal with periods when things are rough, money may run out. Periods of affliction. Affliction is misery. Affliction is trouble. It is torment. It is suffering. It is sickness. Affliction is persistent pain or persistent distress. Affliction is a very unpleasant experience. Nobody enjoys it. But all of us will one day and one way or another inevitably face some kind of affliction. Can I get a witness in here? And it's during times of affliction that we are most likely to perish and to falter. Some people are intimidated by afflictions. They think of nothing else. They talk about nothing else. They pray about nothing else but their afflictions. They are obsessed with them. And others lose their minds in the midst of their afflictions. They become dysfunctional. They become neurotic. Some are defeated and finished by their afflictions. Even though they live on, they cannot and will not hope, trust, or believe anymore. The affliction drives all joy and all happiness out of their lives. They perish emotionally, remain in their affliction until they perish physically. They're depressed by their afflictions. You see, when you give up, it is over for you. You would have lived through it, but because you gave up, your affliction became your tomb. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let your affliction become your tomb. 
You see, your body knows when you have given up. And when you have given up, your body loses a bit of its ability to bounce back and to go forth. But the writer of our text for today was very different from the people I have been describing. He proclaims, unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. And because I delighted in your law, I was able to deal not only with life, I was able to deal with affliction. You don't know what kind of afflictions he had gone through. They may have been physical. They may have been economic. They may have been emotional. They may have been relational. But he said, the reason I did not perish in my affliction was because I delighted in the law of God. For him, the study of God's word was not a responsibility. It was not a duty. For him, the study of God's word was a joy. He delighted in the law of the Lord. Meditating on God's word was one of the ways that he found pleasure and fulfillment. Those who read the word of God and love the word of God know the more you read the Bible, the greater and stronger your appetite for the Bible grows. You read it not because you're supposed to, but you read it because you want to and because you need to. And every time you read it, you find yourself going to a higher level of life. You see, God's wisdom is revealed to us in God's word, the Holy Bible. God's word communicates to us his wisdom, his love, his power, his immutability, his dependability, his nature, and his will. God counsels with us and advises us in his word. If you want some good counsel, you want to have the knowledge of God available to you, become familiar with the word of the Lord. So this man delighted in God's word, and it kept him from perishing. In the first place, it kept him from perishing because it gave him ability to discern, discriminate, and find his way amid the darkness of light. The word of God will help you find your way in the darkness. Times of affliction are in many ways times of darkness. And trouble can cause a cloud of darkness to overwhelm and surround the individual. Darkness can overwhelm the mind, and the mind is filled with questions that it cannot answer. And one question people ask is, what did I do to deserve this? Anybody ever ask that question? Why is this happening to me? God must have forgotten about me. In the midst of afflictions, darkness can cover one's relationship, and you neglect the people who need you. This can be expected to provide what only God can provide. Many times in affliction, one is at a loss as to what to do, what to say, and in which direction to turn. And darkness can cover one's concept of God and one's concept of the nature of life. And in many ways, this darkness can cause you to perish because you can't find your way out of it and spend your days in perpetual darkness. 
But the psalmist proclaims, I did not perish in the darkness because God's word brought light to me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light under my pathway. If you want to find light and find direction, go to the word of God and it will bring light to you. Listen, when you read God's word and delight in God's word, you begin to say, oh, I understand. I see the truth. I understand and realize what I need to know to deal with this. I know what this is all about. So a delight in God's word will give you an ability to discern and to find your way in the midst of the darkness. But also I want to say that a delight in God's word will keep you from perishing because it'll give you hope and faith that you will survive. Would you tell two people you will survive? If you've lost your hope, go to the word of God. And the word of God will let you know you will survive. You can make it. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I do know that God will bring you through this. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord. The spirit of a man in Psalm 18 and 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a wounded spirit. When your spirit is wounded, your body may be well, but your spirit will drag you down into a dump because it cannot sustain you when it's wounded. But the word of God can heal your spirit and give you the ability to go forward. The word of God gives our spirit hope. It stops us from giving up. And the word of God can so minister to the spirit of man that he will have the capacity to outlast his affliction. I just want you to know, whatever you're going through, whatever you are dealing with, you can outlast it. And if you outlast it, you're all right. If you get to the other side of it, you can shout the victory and deal with life. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord. Psalm 27 and 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When you believe that you're going to come out of it, when you believe that God is going to bring you up and over and out of your predicament, when you believe that you're going to be all right, that gives you an assurance that enables you to keep on going. That's what the word of God does in the Psalm 30 and 5. Psalm 30 and 5, the Bible says, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. That's what the Bible says. Tell your neighbor, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. Come on, clap your hands and say, joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible just keeps on encouraging us. Go to Galatians 6 and 9. Galatians 6 and 9. And the Bible says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. In due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. The word of God says it's going to eliminate. It's going to cease. You're going to come out shouting the victory in the power of Almighty God. But let's find another way in which God's word 
will keep you from perishing. It'll keep you from perishing because it builds up spiritual strength. It builds up emotional health. The word of God is a real soul food. The word of God provides you with the tools that you need to survive. And people who love and know the word, who love and know the word, have an ability to endure when other folk are falling by the wayside. Able just to keep on going, walking in the power of Almighty God. 2 Timothy 3 and 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped to every good work. The word of God will complete you and equip you to deal with life and to perform every good work. Just as a healthy and balanced diet will make you healthy, just as a vigorous exercise program will build up your physical body and enable you to endure stress and strain, so will a spirit that is built up by the word of God endure trials and tribulation. Trials and tribulations are gonna come but if you're built up by the word of God, you can take it, you can make it. I don't care what you're going through, you're gonna come out on the other side. So the psalmist might well be saying, listen, if I had not been strengthened and fortified by the word of God, I would not have made it through what I had to go through. Some people fall out as soon as you say boo to them, but people who are built up, like that postage stamp. They can take a licking and keep on sticking. They're like the Energizer Bunny. They just keep going and going and going. The Word of God will enable you to be that kind of person. May I tell you something else that the Word of God will do? The Word of God will enable you to survive adversity because it strengthens us and instructs us in the tactics of survival. When you get in the word of God and the devil comes against you, you will know exactly what to do. And you'll know how to deal with him when he comes against you. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, the Bible says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. The Bible is your weapon. The word of our God is like a two-edged sword. It divides asunder. The word of our God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's when you go out with your word in your hand and the devil comes against you, you're ready to deal with him overcome him and walk in the power of God. God gives you victory. You come out shouting the victory. Come on, tell two people you're going to come out shouting the victory. Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. If you can focus, I said if you can focus your mind on the word of God, you can take your mind off of what you're going through. If you can replace a negative thought with a more powerful positive thought, you've taken a giant step toward survival. 
Paul gives us that strategy in Philippians 4 and 8. And he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. As you keep your mind on truth, keep your mind on beauty, keep your mind on a good report, keep your mind on the word of God. The word of God will sustain you and the devil will have to back off of you and let you go ahead in the power of Almighty God. Greater is he that is in you than is he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Joshua 1 and 8 says, This law, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I see you with a prosperous way. And I see you having good success. Come on, praise God for what God is doing. When you got the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the word of God will do. Hallelujah. The centurion said to Jesus, listen, you don't have to come where I am. You don't have to come to my house. Just say the word and my servant will be here. Listen, tell your neighbor, you can just say the word and God will go to work on your behalf. In Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distresses. In Psalm Isaiah 55 and 11, God said this word that goes out from my mouth shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, that I may prosper, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And what I'm trying to say is God's word has a power all by itself. All creation took place when God said, let there be. In Hebrews 4.12, the Bible says, for the word of God is quick, are living, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It's the discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so God can send his word. The word of God is all over this house, all in this room today. You can take hold of the word of God and you can stand on the word. The word of God must come to pass. It shall accomplish that for which God sent it. And God has sent his word in the house today. Come on, let's praise God for the powerful word. Hallelujah. We can speak his word. I said we can speak his word over our needs, over our problems, over our afflictions. The word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Tell your neighbor, I believe the word. I'm standing on the word of God, and it shall come to pass. Somebody help me praise him. Somebody help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Somebody in the room needs to take charge of your life. The word of God gives you power to take charge of your life. Take charge of your destiny. Take charge of your condition. I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, take up your weapons and flee. For God has given me authority to walk all over you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy for God and me. I am a majority. Point at yourself and tell your neighbor, I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy for God and me. I am a majority. Come on and praise him. Yes.